As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 300. Did you recognize that voice? I'm back, bitch! It's Christina, and she's back for two of her favorite movies in the entire world! Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for letting me come back. Yes. <laughs> this week, guys, we're going to be watching two Japanese films uh, that we I've never seen before, and Christina's never seen before, but uh, it is Jigoku from 1960, which is a Criterion classic by the way number 353 or something like that on the spine it was a dvd release actually originally that's how you know popular this one was and then we also have a movie that was based off of that movie and kind of like a continuation of it in the 1999 so almost been 2000 but they thought the world was gonna end so it's probably why this movie came out but it was called japanese hell which is like jigoku which just means hell Ah, so we watch both of these movies this week. You can watch both of these movies if you want this week, but uh, I think the Jigoku is a little bit harder to find. It is, wasn't it? Yes, even the actual physical copy is hard to find. Okay, yeah, wow, yeah. interesting. So Christina went away on vacation and uh, took a couple of trips uh, to some places. Where'd you go? I went to Chicago, pretty much. Was in like the suburbs of Chicago, and then we drove up to Wisconsin to family reunion on my mom's side. And I went with my mom, and I went with my aunt, and it rained a lot, so that kind of <laughs> sucked. Really strong too. Uh. Yeah. So the the we were in downtown Chicago for like two days, and it poured the whole time. And all I wanted to do was go see the bean, and I couldn't go <laughs> see the fucking bean because it was fucking raining. But that's okay. We had deep dish pizza. Oh my god! And everyone was drinking and eating meat like every single day. I drank every single fucking day. Yeah. It oh, it's the cultural cultural thing out there. I'm not used to. <laughs> I don't think it's just out there. And, well, no. And my aunt was like, my aunt was like, doesn't anybody eat a fucking salad <laughs> like the whole time? <laughs> so it's funny. I do have a story. I have a story I didn't tell you yet. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Because yeah. I think it was like the second night we were there, we were staying with my mom's cousins and you know they all pretty much grew grew up together and they're all in their like mid 60s now Mm -hmm. so they grew up there in high school in what like the 60s the 1960s and they were talking about um they would go to this this place i think it was north of chicago to go get their drugs (laughs) (laughs) and 
it was horrible that they had to tear this place down. <laughs> and I was like, all I was like, fun, what, what? All these fond heroines. I was like, what? What is this place? <laughs> no, I was like, what is? What's this place you're talking about that they had to tear down? What was it called? It was a uh, Cabrini Green. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, you know that place. The Candyman is based on that place that you used to go get your drugs in high school. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, mom. Sweets for the sweet. I'm. She's like, and no one knew, knew what I was fucking talking about. You know, so I'm like dorking out. And I was like, you know, Candyman, you know, the guy with the hook on his arm and the bees. I was like, <laughs> how do you guys not know this? And then they were like, well, you know, a lot of kids were murdered there. <laughs> they had to tear it down because it was so like infested and all this other crap. Yeah. And there was a lady named Helen who got burned live there and she <laughs> saved the baby from the burning, the burning. <laughs> Probably. So I thought that was really funny that my mom and her cousins used to go there. So it was funny. Yeah. Didn't they, like, they touch upon the Cabrini green thing. Cause they, they, um, gentrified it, didn't they? Or something. Yeah, well, now it's an empty lot. They've never built anything. Like they did in the in the it. sequel. Right. The Candyman sequel that they did. Right. Yeah. Which got, I s- got a little silly towards the end, but we still liked it a lot. I don't, yeah, I liked it. It was nice. And I know there is a coffee shop there in downtown Chicago that's like based on David Cronenberg. And then they have like a Candyman mural and stuff. Wait, what kind, of, what kind of bar was it? It was a coffee shop. Well, oh, I bet you it was. Um, Interzone? Was it called Interzone? I, I or was remember. it called like I have it saved on my phone. I didn't go. Naked lunch or something like that. No. I have a saved... Naked Brunch. You know what? No. It I'm sorry. It was David Lynch. David Lynch. Oh, okay. Sorry, so... not Cronenberg. I get fucking confused. Well, I mean they're both kind of like auteurs of like art and shit, you know, like. Right, filmmaking. but there's a coffee shop out there. I I didn't I wasn't able I to. I bet you they have to. damn fine coffee. Huh. <laughs> Does everybody cry there a lot? Like, <laughs> like seriously, watching Twin Peaks again, literally, just the first three episodes of it. It's just like everybody's fucking crying. Of the old one. We haven't even watched the new we one. We were laughing, remember, when we watched it again? And we're big fans. Yeah. yeah. And when we watched it again, we were like laughing because we were like, Jesus Christ, everybody's so dramatic. So cry over everything over this. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> so. But I had a good time. Um, How'd your, did was, your mom have a good time? And yeah, my mom had a good time. Um, no political discourse? Uh, Well, I won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Cause that's, that's like today's thing, right? Like, if you're going to be in a family, you can't talk about politics anymore. Cause no, you can't. So you won't be, that. You won't be friends or anything together? Um, anyway... <laughs> She wants to dodge around it. I want to get the juicy bits, you know. You already like, got most of the juicy bits. I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody else cares. She's like, well, we went to a clan rally, so that gives you any idea. No, <laughs> Does this burning cross make me look racist? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guess it's good to be back. <laughs> Is that right? Did I make you feel that uncomfortable? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, her family's not, not like that. I was just being silly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm really glad you had fun out there. Um, I was here stuck um, ordering food, eating a lot of pizza. I ate a lot of pizza while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, we eat, I ate pizza for like three days 
once because I was just like, I don't really feel like, you know, making anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just ordered a pizza and lived off that for three days. <laughs> You're crazy. I ordered two pizzas. They're not. Did I do two pizzas? No, just one. Just one. Right. I don't remember. But yeah, it was very lonely here. Me and Murray bonded while you were gone. He no longer loves you. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so. he gets to go to the park now, so <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, but secretly when we talk though, he's like fuck that. When bitch. we talked. Yeah, he was he was yeah. really Yeah, I'm sure. He let it all out. You uh-huh. know, we, we were honest with each other, so no right, Murray. See he waved. He <laughs> winked at me. Anyway <laughs> So I think it might be that time. What time is it? Hoy shots! So, holy shit, we didn't do horror shots the whole time you were gone, by the way. Oh, why not? Uh, you don't know? You don't listen to the episodes? I did, and it just sounded like you didn't want to do it. No, it was just, um, I was not feeling too good the last, I was supposed to do it the second week, but I didn't because my stomach was hurting. Oh. So, I don't know if you remember when I got really sick there for a second, yeah. but this week we have a shot based on the movie Jigoku, which in the movie, they go to hell. And that's what the movie stands for, by the way, in English. But they go to the Senzu River. There it goes. <laughs> Are you done? I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Christina doesn't like fun around here. The fun police is here. Watch out. <laughs> Better not drink this and have fun. Anyway, so... In the movie, the Sanzu River is basically the river Styx. It's the river that basically separates hell and everything, and you have to go through it in order to get through hell. And it's kind of like where you kind of pay the toll, so to speak, uh, to... Do you have to pay a toll to get into hell? I think you have to take the the boat to hell. It's kind of like Dante's Inferno. Do you ever see Dante's Inferno or know anything about Mm, it? I know some about it. It, This movie is very similar to Dante's Inferno in a lot of ways. Not, Not exactly, but like... How old is that movie? Old. That's old. It's a story oh, okay. that's it's a book. Right. Yeah, it's like a it's like a story that's very old. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they literally believed it that's there was like these different chambers of hell. And same thing with this one. But we'll get into that more later. Um I, I don't know Dante's in front of that well, so don't don't expect don't me to come like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> don't come for my family. <laughs> this is Calvin Godfrey. That's horrible. You were say up all night. Anyway. Anyway, so I thought I'd put a drink together here. It's called the River Sanzu. Or the Sanzu River, whatever the fuck it is. No, okay. Are you done? Yes. You just spit all over yourself. <laughs> hey, you're talking. Gilbert is frothy, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're going to do a, a shot called the Sanzu River. And it is pretty much like three ingredients. Why did you. What the hell? How many cherries did you put in Two. there? So. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get some coconut milk and you're going to want to get some Malibu and you mix them together. Three parts Malibu, one part coconut, shake it up, drink it, and you put a cherry in for the symbol of the Japanese symbol, which is just <laughs> the red dot. Yeah, the red dot. That's what I was trying to be on the flag. Yeah, but mean? she put okay. two cherries for some reason. Because she doesn't listen because to me. Because I bought a, a big jar of it, and I like cherries. Okay. So if you don't want them, I'll eat them. It was supposed to be symbolic of the sun, the rising sun. 
Okay. Thank you. Well, this one has two. Two sons. So anyway, uh, but yeah, this is the River Sanzu, which is made of pus and snakes. So drink up. Mm. Yay. Three parts Maui, one part coconut milk. It's delicious. Kind of, kind of a, probably more of like a cocktail drink than a, than yeah. anything else. But you know, we did it as a shot because that's what we do. Horror we shots. like to theme it up. Yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> if you would like to try a River Sanzu, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section. Now that's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Jigoku from 1960, by the way, and Japanese Hell from 1999. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina did the work on the first one. Uh, Jijoku. <laughs> Don't be joking me. Jigoku. And, uh, and Alex will definitely be helping me out with this info. <laughs> it's Jigoku. A group of... <laughs> <laughs> no, say it. Jigoku. There you go. Okay. A group of sinners involved in interconnected tales of murder, revenge... Deceit and adultery all meet at the gates of hell. Mm, sounds nice. Yes, this is written and directed by Nobu Nakaka. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Nakagawa, honey. Nakagawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first film was done in 1938, and it's called... Geka no Wakamusha. Also known for Takedo Yatsuya Kaiden, nineteen fifty nine. Yes, which is um, that's a interesting. Uh, the demon. What is that? I think that's the movie about the mountain Yokaiden. It's a war. Oh, I'm, wow! I'm starting to learn Japanese oh, just from, look at you. <laughs> just from doing Japanese movies all the yeah. time. <laughs> I speak Japanese now. <laughs> I'm like that, uh, what do you call it, that guy, what was it, uh, K-Pack? <laughs> Kevin Spacey? <laughs> remember he, like, learned, I don't remember, right? never mind, I'm not Kevin Spacey, okay? No. <laughs> yeah, I was I don't want to be Kevin Spacey, all right? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, okay, also written by... Michiru Miyagawa. And he did Crimson Bat, the Blind Swords Woman. That sounds cool. Yeah, from 1969. Sounds familiar, too, actually. And it's starring uh, Yutako Mitsuya, who plays Sachiko. Uh, she was in Evil Brain from Outer Space from 1969 and Attack from Space 1965. Uh, she also played uh, multiple roles, actually. She did the uh, Yukiko, which is the guy's fiance, um, Chiro's loving girlfriend, and Shichiko Taniguchi is a young nurse who looks uncanny uh, like Yukiko. Uh, and uh, the daughter of the disgraced painter at, at a retirement community. Oh, so, so she played multiple different roles. It was a different person right. at the time. They used film over film in order to do that. Oh, uh, so that okay. was like kind of you know like big. These were big effects back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, we have Shigeru Amag- Amachi who plays Shiro. 
Uh, he was in the tale of Zatoichi. From 1962 and... Zatoichi's Vengeance. 1966 and <laughs> Blackmail <laughs> is My Life from okay. 1968. We also have Yoichi Numamata, who plays Tamura. The ghost cat of... Otama Pond, yeah. Yep, uh, he was in The Ring from 1998. Mm, okay. Uh, the Princess Blade. That's a good one. From 2001. Uh, we also have Torohiko Nakamura, who plays Professor Yahima. He, he was also in the cat ghost of Otam. Otama Pond, you're right. Yeah, and... <laughs> Nakagawa Nubo, A Wicked Woman from 1958. This was actually released on the Criterion Collection originally in 2006, and I don't know if they ever did a Blu-ray of it. They may have. Yeah, I don't know. They're, Probably. They've been kind of stagnant with their Blu-ray releases. They were going, like, hard on the DVDs, and then they just kind of... Yeah, real hard. Sorry. <laughs> You've been gone for a while. I'm getting out of control. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Libido's back, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what did you think of this film? Okay, so, you know, at first, when I first started to watch this, I wasn't really expecting this one to be the best of the two. Honestly, I think this is the better movie of the two. I'm just going to say it straight up in the beginning. Uh, I think this is the more classic uh, sort of style story, but you can imagine if you were back in the 1960s how crazy this movie was for them because it's so... Like today, we've been spoiled by so many different fucked up things, you special know? Special effects. Special and... effects. I mean, we're talking like like fucked up stories and shit like that. This is a Japanese movie, and unlike many Japanese movies, they have some of the more messed up plots like they i don't know what it is about japanese movies but i think they just they are like the world's like i don't know like they like intertangled drama intricate plots. very yeah, intricate. intricate they're very intricate in their story plots and sometimes it's a little too much this one i think was just right but there's not really that many good people in this movie and it kind of makes sense because everything that happens spirals out from literally making a left turn instead of a right turn on a road and then everybody dies and everybody gets fucked and everyone gets raped and everyone, you know, the whole world is shit in this movie. Let me just tell you, okay? This whole community, everyone that's involved with everybody is just fucked up and it is not a really good look. Um, you know, there's like people who were kind of riding the line of whether or not they're good or bad. Apparently in Japan, or at least at the times, this is 1960 for Christ's sake, they were pretty strict about uh, what you could or could not do if you went to hell. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're all going to hell. Yeah, like literally we would all be going to hell. Like yeah. just just by me talking about the, the, the hell that I am and the disrespect, the tone that I have, I would be going to hell. You know, like that's how serious it was. But there's like a lot of by proxy stuff. What I mean by that is, is like, oh, they hit a guy on a road and they didn't stop to help him out. So then they go to hell. Even though the guy was like, oh, we need to stop. Right. And even stop. though the guy was a bad guy. Right. Because they didn't try to stop for him. And because the other guy told him to take a left instead of a right. By proxy. Yeah. He yeah. became part of hell. And hell. It, it just spins out of control. And it just like it shows you it's kind of like a tale about like, you know, hey, maybe you should just be a good person so it doesn't spiral out of control. And everyone that you know and love is raped and fucking hated and go to hell. You know, pretty much like that's <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Um, 
visually, I think that for the times, this is actually pretty cool. Uh, they do some pretty cool stuff on, on screen here. Um, I think the story is pretty much the interesting thing because there's a lot of different characters, like one in particular, this Tamura guy who's like friends with the main star of the movie, Shiro, who is about to get married and, you know, his wife suddenly passes um, and it's it's like a tragedy. And this Tamura guy keeps popping up everywhere and he's kind of like Satan. And it's like he keeps trying to convince him to do bad things and he keeps popping up and like he's always wearing red or he's always like doing something fucking shady or saying or he keeps dying and coming back to life. Right. (laughs) Like there's some pretty crazy stuff that happens in this, but it's really ultimately a tale about morality and just trying to be a good person. And and I think by the end of the movie, you realize it's not as strict as actually was. It's just, you know, trying to like be a part of the world that you're in and be respectful, et cetera, et cetera. This was, I guess, during a time that I'm not sure what was going on in the 1960s in Japan necessarily and why this came out, but it firmly reminds me of a lot of Dante's Inferno type stuff, even though he doesn't really go to hell for his wife, so to speak, and because of his actions it's sort of the similar thing it's because of his actions that his wife dies and it's kind of interesting in a in a story sense now if you're not used to older movies this might not be the you know the the punch that you're looking for okay so we we like i said we've been spoiled by older movies we or we've been spoiled by movies in general these future that have piggybacked off of movies just like this to make a better story so if you look at it from a perspective of, holy shit, this was made in the 60s. This was like a very big kind of movie. It was like it really wasn't expected to do well. And it ended up blowing up and everybody was like really into it. And I guess it was just during a time where morality was a big deal. It doesn't really feel preachy. It just feels dirty. That's I don't know how to explain it. It's a long, twisty tale of like dirty people. And like there's some fucked up fucking shit in this movie. Like we're. Like the the stuff that people do in the movie is just so disrespectful, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a guy who has I'm not gonna say who, but someone's husband is sleeping with a prostitute next door while the wife is dying, dying, yeah. And it's like, yeah, and they're like laughing and giggling and fucking, and it's like kind of unsettling, you know, <laughs> like like Jesus. And the wife's just like, oh well, I understand. <laughs> Well, I am sick, so I guess I can't blow job. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's a. Uh, I like the movie. I would probably give it like a six point five, maybe a seven out of ten. Um, it definitely has, you know, the time has not been kind to it. But you know, you can def you can definitely remove yourself from the times now and kind of put yourself back in those times. You can kind of, uh, you know, uh, pay attention to a pretty decent fucked up story and then they take you through hell and that's interesting. They do it in a lot of different like styles, not not including a squeaky toy, by the way, (laughs) that Murray is constantly. He's a good boy. Yeah. Did you get your attention yet, Murray? (laughs) Anyway. uh, (laughs) So, um, but yeah. Definitely not going to be a movie for everybody. If you've if you've watched like some 50s and 60s movies, you might go, oh, wow, this is pretty advanced for its time. And that's about all I have to say about it. What about you, Christina? That's pretty much about what I have to say about it. Well, um, did it surprise see, you in any way? Like, you know, did you expect less from it or not more? Not really. I, I kind of 
tried to think of myself of, okay, this is a 1960s movie. I understand why it's on the in the Criterion Collection. It, you know, it, it went, the visuals and the artistic stuff about it. It's, it's really a very cool. artsy film. Very. <laughs> Not too artsy, though. It, it, it just has artsy moments. Right. And that's why. Um, there There's too much going on for me still. It's always these movies. There's too many characters. There's just, there's just too much. Like, yeah, we I did get a little confused there. I remember that. Yeah, a few times, um, you know. It was but, going at us pretty fast. Like, this is a pretty fast-paced movie. Right. So, yeah, at least so you that. Yeah, so you had to, like, really follow along. Yeah, and with subtitles, it was like, you had to read really fast. Yeah, because they was were the talking. Thing. Actually, I Man. think the second movie we watched was probably worse. Yeah, it was. Words-wise. Words-wise, yeah. yeah. Reading wise, (laughs) what's that? (laughs) But yeah, I hated everybody in this. I I hated all the characters. They were they were horrible people. But some of them, it's like, wait, why are they going to hell? Like, I don't understand. It's just because they left their light on at three o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly, it's such an absurd. Like, (laughs) I don't. Well, I understand why the existence of hell is you know here, but I'm just like. You can't just use it to get what you want. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, that's what, you know, this hell was about. I mean, oh, God, stupid. Anyway, okay, yeah, it was okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I like the practical effects and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I mean, the the the, uh, the idea is really, it's not necessarily to always find the best thing, but also right. just kind of learn a little bit and just kind of like experience stuff you know like you like a lot of movies from the 60s and the you know yeah and this was you know this was probably visually this was better yeah you know than the standard studio hollywood studio yeah and it was in color too so yeah yeah it was in color they didn't skimp on it at all they were like actually still using color in this i don't know if it was color graded afterwards right i don't think so no there's but, no way. There's no way. Yeah. Because some of the scenes, it wouldn't have made sense if right. it was like in black. They do use a lot of color in the film. Like red symbolizes evil in the movie mm-hmm. quite a bit. So it's like significant in a lot of ways. So you can tell when it's, when it's coming, the evil's coming. Yeah. And they used a lot of the same people to play a lot of the same roles. So to try to like, and that's, that's the confusing part. Yeah. Is that like, like, wait a second. You were the, the neighbor. Right. Fiance. Now you're the sister? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's moving kind of fast. It's moving kind of fast for the, uh, you know, regular viewers, so it might be a little hard and to they watch. Always, they always want these twists all the time in the plots. It's yeah. like, do you think this is who this person is supposed to be? And then, bam! No, I don't think so. I'm your mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> she's, she's almost spoiling something, but not really. No. <laughs> it's okay. There is a twist by the end of the movie that you're kind of like, oh, shit. All right. Well, I'm glad he didn't fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Well, you don't want to spoil it. Because spoiler. then it would just be fucking Game of Thrones. I can't get over that last episode. I Alex. have not been watching. I can't get into he it, guys. bash this guy's face in. All right, Christine, you're, supposed to, you're not supposed to spoil shit for people. I didn't say who or what. All this, right. Some guy's face got bashed in. It was amazing. Okay. Anyway, flip flopping around. So we do have zero. Well, we have a little bit of trivia about this movie. It's very skimpy. Uh, we don't have the Criterion release. We just had a. Oh, it's on the. Yeah, we watched on the Criterion channel. 
Oh, that's right. The it has you know the subs on it and everything. You can you have to subscribe to it, but you can get a free one on Amazon. So just do that if you want mm-hmm. to check it out. It's very hard to find. Otherwise, you'd have to buy a copy, um, which we did for the next movie. But you know we'll get into that more later. Now we're going to jump into some of the spoilers and a little bit of the trivia about this movie. And if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can follow the timestamps down below to the next movie, Japanese Hell, where we talk about that spoiler free and then get into the spoilers after for that one. And then it's a whole new week next week. In fact, it's Voidtober next week. Oh, shit. That means it's Halloween, baby. We got a bunch of movies and plans and things that we're going to be doing. So be on the lookout for the channel uh, thing on YouTube. It's like a advertisement for the podcast and like all the stuff that we'll be doing. Um, we're going to be doing stuff on the Twitch stream. We're going to be doing stuff on the YouTubes. It's going to be a lot of work, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. We try to cater and pick these movies out. So check that out at the end of this episode. See what we're doing next week anyway. But if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the film's production company was actually going out of business while this film was actually being completed. Uh-oh. So this was their last bit of money was uh, while the film was, you know, actually being shot. It it uh, led to budget saving tactics such as actors helping dig their own holes in the movie <laughs> set for hell. The critics uh, actually made jokes about it because that the film was that was killed by Shintoho Studio, which did it like. Oh, but it ended up uh, doing pretty fucking good. So it kind of surprised them and probably saved them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know the whole story behind it, but I couldn't really find too, too much about it. Now, this is the, one of the first films that used a lot of really good gore effects. There's like some parts in the movie where people get chopped up <laughs> like with a saw. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was pretty earlier on, you know, like they did some pretty yeah, cool they, stuff. They started, they, didn't they start the movie out in hell? Yeah, but I don't think like they, they, they didn't show then... anybody getting chopped up or anything like oh, that. Okay. So until later on in the movie. Right. Um, so a little bit on the, uh, river Sanzu, the, the, before reaching the afterlife, and this is a Buddhist sort of belief, you know, they, before you reach the afterlife, the souls of the deceased must cross the river by one of three crossing points, a bridge, a ford, or a stretch of deep snake infested waters. The weight of one's offenses while alive determines which path an individual must take. It's believed that a toll of six man must be paid before a soul can cross the river, a belief reflected in Japanese funerals when the necessary fee is placed on the casket with the dead. So, what if you don't have any money? Well, they also did this. And then this. you can't go to hell? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, they did this in the in the Old West, too, where they would put coins in the eyes. I just thought it was because it fit. No, it's just <laughs> it's just the old way of life. It was just, oh, you know, you so, put coins in people's eyes. So they have a toll to go to hell? Well, they got to pay a toll to go to heaven, too. So it's What the fuck kind of bullshit? <laughs> you, you do it to ensure that they get their ride to where they're going. Okay? Okay, so what if you're poor? <laughs> then you don't go to hell and you just get stuck in heaven. You get stuck in, in purgatory? You, you get, get stuck yeah. as a ghost? You just rot? You're just roaming around? You just rot. You know, opening cabinets and shit? You're I don't know about that. You probably just around. rot until you're just a pile of mush and then you just don't do anything. It just, just exists. Exist as a pile of shit. Anyway. Okay. The Sanzu River is popularly believed to be in the Mount Asore, a suitably desolate and remote part of Amamore Prefecture in northern Japan. Uh, Similarly, to the Sanzu no Kawa, there is a Sai no Kawa 
Kawara, which is the riverbed of death, a boundary by which the souls of children who died too early cross over to the realm of the dead. With the help of Jisu, a Kami Bodhisattva who helps the souls of children who died too early to avoid the attentions of Oni or the Shozuka Nobaba and Datsuebe, Datsuba, which they do talk about in the movie, by the way. Remember? Yeah, a little bit. Because the husband and the wife, she was pregnant. And when she died, that's why he went to hell. It's because he decided to go the wrong way or, you know, they should have left and she didn't want to go on the taxi. And then he made her get in the taxi. Right. And then she died. And then it was like, well, that's his fault. So that's why he killed not only his wife, but his child. And And then she went to hell. But there's a place in hell. Yeah. And, and, And also in Dante's Inferno where they talk about like babies where they go. And of course, you got to wonder where that's from, of course, you know. Well, because there's an abortion river. Because, you know, (laughs) when you get an abortion, that's where all your abortions go. And technically, if you go into the back of the Planned Parenthood, you can find a lair. And you you pay the toll. Yeah, you just pay a quick toll. It's kind of like a peep show. And then you can go down to the River Sanzu and just... Yeah, there uh, you go. That's why all the Christians want to shut down the Planned Parenthoods is because there's these toll booths there that go down to the river. And if you go down there, they make some of the best margaritas that you'll ever have. And they're uh, red. Yeah. (laughs) And chunky. And you can also get a River Sanzu shot. (laughs) Just ask for BTV. (laughs) Tell them BTV sent you. (laughs) So silly. It's It's so silly to me that there there's this really bad bad place and they would send like innocent babies there i don't know that seems yeah but back in the day they were a little bit more archaic about the stuff like where they where they thought things went i guess i don't know it seems kind of fucked up to put babies in hell but they did it in dante's inferno they did it in the buddhist religion oh is that and that that's why you had to baptize get baptized as a baby so you wouldn't go to hell which also makes no goddamn sense probably why babies were in hell in in human uh, literature is probably because it was like a warning to people to get baptized you see what I'm saying? Right. Like they probably, you know, if Cause you have to indoctrinate I, at I, an I'm, early age, I'm theorizing here because I don't really believe in it <laughs> that in order for them to come up with this story, they really just were trying to scare adults into getting their children baptized so that right. they would give more money to the church. Right. So because it's always fear. Right. Even though we are living in hell. Fear is your only God. Earth is hell. God is fear. Fear of yeah. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Fear is God. That was one of my lyrics. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was for the uh, video drum song, the uh, the uh, Long Live the Void. Ah. Or no, Long Live the New Flesh. The new flesh. Sorry. I don't know. Why I said the void. <laughs> <laughs> so used to saying that. But anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. I just thought it was kind of cool to share that little bit. You know, if you've seen Dante's Inferno and you look on it, they kind of have very, very similar things that are going on there, even though it's not exactly the same. They both have rivers. You both have tolls. They differently have different parts, different sects of hell that you have to go to for different things that you've done. So now my question, the sects of hell. So I don't. So there has to be rules. And if there's rules, there has to be, like, employees who make people follow the rules. Right. Well, you just make people, they get upgraded from, you know, just regular peasants who have paid their 10,000 years of fucking flesh-burning 
Are you, you're telling me I go to hell and I can move up? Like, well, that seems kind of cool. It's just like working in a corporation, well, right? I mean, if you pay your you just dues, pay your yeah. dues and then you move up, right? But it's not exactly moving up. It's like, oh, well, I went from getting a pineapple shoved up my ass for ten thousand years to, oh, now my feet are just gonna burn for eternity. Well, yeah, that's so it's like, and yeah. I have to be a servant to I just, Satan. That's, that's so stupid. Someone's <laughs> gotta work. Who's gonna dig the ditches? Ugh. Burn through Burn the, the witches, witches and <laughs> slam in the back of your Dragula. I mean. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. I don't know. It's interesting, though. Like, I would love to, like, see a, like, updated version of Dante's Inferno. And I know we got that one movie, the... The house that Jack built? Yeah, the house that Jack built, which is kind of like it. But well, it's, the end part. The yeah. end part, yeah. But, the, the, you know, it's interesting nonetheless to kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always liked that original, the cartoon that they did. They did an anime and a, and a video game that came out around the same time. And I always loved it. They're, they have they go through this part in hell where there's a bunch of dead babies. And this guy's like, this fat guy's like, mm-hmm. who looks like the dude from Dune, who's I, like mm-hmm. in control of that lair. Oh, of the baby layer. I don't know what you're talking about. A baby layer. Oh the my abortion God. layer. The Planned Parenthood layer. <laughs> no I'm wonder sorry. they made so much money. I liked the the hell part in Sandman in the TV show when mm. he was walking down to Lucifer. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. But that's pretty much it for uh, the trivia that I have. There really isn't all that much. But now we're just pretty much going to talk about some of our favorite scenes or things that we liked in the movie. Um, I loved uh, some of the ragdoll effects in this movie. <laughs> uh, when the, the bodies were being thrown. When they Well, they kept falling off the bridge. Right. Like there's the Tamura and then that, that prostitute. Well, the... The lady who, the drunk man, because there's a drunk guy who gets hit by a fucking car. They drive away because Tamura's an evil bastard. And, and they, I know what you did last summer, them. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that what they did? Yeah. They hit him and they were like, oh, we'll just leave him. Just leave him. And I was like, <laughs> I, I know what you did last summer. This is where they got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> From Jigoku. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like later on, like the guy's wife who died, the drunk guy who died, he, like goes searching for Shiro and they accidentally meet in to meet one another at a club or something like that and bang. And then she figures out who he is. And she was like, stupid, which I don't understand because don't how either. the hell did she even know that he was the guy that ran over her? I don't know. They must have seen it on a security camera or something. She, oh, because the mom saw the accident happen. The and they mother, ran the license plate. And they ran the license plate. That's what it was. Through the computer? I don't know. <laughs> she probably like blew some dude or something. You know what I mean? Because everybody's know. really fucked up in the movie. It wouldn't have surprised and me. They, yeah. And then they're just multiple different characters, of mm. the same, but the same person. Yeah. I don't know. But she falls off her bridge. There was like three prostitutes in this movie. Yeah. Like, and I, it was so confusing. confusing. It was confusing. Yeah. And they were all like getting it out. Well, that's why they were there. They needed the nudity. Well, yeah. I could tell that this movie was going to have a little bit of it because just how the movie starts. But is there any penis? No. No. I mean, do we really need to see that nasty stuff? Well, it's, if it's an artistic movie, it should show <laughs> both. It needs to show the nuts It has the to bolts. be even. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, whatever. This is a 1960s film, Christina. They're not exactly... Oh, yeah, that's right. They degraded women. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's 1960s, so what did you okay. want? Okay. I want to dig I'm not balls. saying that it's okay. I'm just saying it's a 1960s movie. For you to expect anything more, 
It's kind of ridiculous. Don't stink. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I mean, it's pretty forward thinking considering this is like a movie that you would probably not play in the mainstream media. You know what I mean? But it is a different culture. So I guess it, it probably was okay. You know, because there is a lot of sex and nudity in this movie, right? Yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of breasts. And yeah. So was there in the next movie, too. And then what, the scenes when uh, they were in hell, there was uh, all the ladies were naked. Yeah, I'm getting the two confused because they're so similar. Right. I don't know why. It's like, what's there, like 40 years between the two movies? Yeah, but there's a lot yeah. of similarity. So, yeah. I mean, they're based off each other. So why would there not be? Um, is there other scenes that you... Uh, Oh, yeah, I didn't get to finish what I was saying. On the bridge, Shiro's trying to cross the bridge, and suddenly Tamura appears, and then he slips and falls, and then, like, it's, like, not even Shiro's fault. Right. He just falls like an idiot. Oh. And then you see his little ragdoll. And then the, the woman like that's after the... him or whatever, too. Yeah, on was the she bridge before, was she with first? a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was first, and then he appeared. When she fell off the bridge, that he just magically appeared because that's what he does. He right. just magically appears, and then yeah, then he gets thrown off the bridge, and this is like the second time he died. Yeah, and then he doesn't see him again until hell. But then like, uh, Shiro's getting blamed for these people's deaths, but they just fell. Like he didn't even. Well, it's like, all touch coming him. to a head. There's a lot of moving parts of this because there's like. You know, he goes to see his mother. His mother's dying. She's like sleeping next door to her, his father, who's fucking a prostitute next door while she's dying, which we were like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, Shiro is like falling in love with this new girl who he doesn't realize is his sister because they Star Wars him in this movie. Because she's supposed to be the neighbor girl. Yeah, the mom had been with the neighbor's husband or the neighbor's dad and uh, had her and they didn't realize that it was his it was her child. Right. So he it's actually his sister who he's trying to make out with like multiple times in this movie. Right. And they have a hankering for each other. But she looks exactly like his fiance. Who also d- who died in the car accident. Right. The pregnant one. Mm-hmm. So it's like all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. There, and, There's like old people. He, he lives at the old people's home, right? I don't know. The father, the painter. He's like know. painting a picture of hell. Uh-huh. He's like hired to paint a picture of hell for some reason while she's dying, which just seems really weird. Doesn't oh. it? I don't know. My, I just thought it was like a cultural thing. Yeah, like, well, we're sending you on your way. Yeah, here, like, let that's me. What it, that's what it felt sh- like to let me. Let me show you what it's going to look like. Yeah, you see these bodies? That's going to be you. <laughs> For have all a, of eternity. Have a good day of rest. Oh, don't forget your toll. Yeah. <laughs> let me jam these quarters in your eyes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was in Chicago, I had to pay tolls, and I, I've never done that before. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's it was a very, weird northeastern thing yeah i was like god you gotta pay to go down a road i don't know yeah, really new jersey new york all those places pennsylvania well, it's all electronic now but yeah well, they, they just do it out there because the snow is so much oh that they need the... they salt the roads they have to take care of the roads so oh. much that it costs a lot of money so they just charge tolls okay that makes sense can't yeah. shovel snow- sunshine yeah exactly uh, but anyway um, when they go to hell, 
There's some pretty interesting things that happen down in there. The father, I think, gets chopped up into a bunch of pieces. Uh-huh. What else is there? There's a... I thought it was interesting when uh, she told him that she was pregnant and the baby was there. And so they go looking for the baby and it's like a full grown, like six month old baby. And it's like, wait a second, you were only pregnant for like four weeks. I don't understand how the six month old baby is in hell and it's crawling around, get trying to get away from you, and you right. guys are like looking for it. I don't Somehow, understand. because he's not exactly evil, and the baby's not exactly evil, and just like a cause of consequence, they both are just kind of in this middle ground where they're not touchable by hell. They have no rules to hell, but have to be persuaded to hell. Versus that's what Tamura's job is: is to persuade him. Oh, to hell. oh, okay. because he's not exactly an evil man. He just blames himself for being evil or something like that and then the baby clearly can't be evil because it would have been awesome if, if it put a little like shiv in its hand or something and it's crawling around like <laughs> like stabbing people's ankles that would be cool I in mean, hell I don't think in, yeah I don't think in 1960 they would have done well they, they if the baby was so evil why didn't they torture the baby they should have put it on one of those things where it pulls off its arms and its legs you know well, sacrifice child sacrifice in hell it might have been made hell better. Well, did you notice that the baby was like floating on the water? And I kept thinking to myself, yeah. like, that seems dangerous. You know, like a baby's. That and they didn't have. You know what? They didn't have the. Uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry for pointing this out. It's kind of gross. But it bothered me. They didn't have the baby's genitals covered up. Oh, it, whatever. I was like, oh. It's not like I was staring at it. It would have been funny if it would have taken a giant shit across the room. Yeah, I'm sure okay, they would have kept that. I'll stop. I'm they would have, yeah, Christina. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, uh, Shichiko's father. He's like screaming for his daughter in hell, and she's screaming for him, and everybody's kind of wandering around screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. It and was. there's like this like weird area where they have this like these large needles sticking up out of the ground, and like dude steps on a needle, and it goes through his foot. And I was like, oof. And then, it, like, it looked pretty good, too, actually, like, gore-wise. Yeah. And, and uh, next thing you know, he's suddenly bound with his hands and neck in wood. And then he sees, it's like, Shiro's like, and then he's not the next mm -hmm. second. So it's like, it's like hell's fucking with his head. He sees Hachiko, and he's like, why is she down there? Like, what did she do? And uh, Tamura's like, kiss Sachiko and be with me or not uh, Tamura sorry is like kiss Sachiko and be with me and Shiro holds her hand and grabs her face and she closes her eyes and they're about to kiss that's when the mother appears and tells him that she's the princess Leia and he's Luke and it's like oh fuck they're, oh, gonna, shit. they're gonna fuck each other <laughs> in hell uh, but the father appears and she's like, I lied to you for years and years. He's like, why would you lie to me? Cause you're a piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much. And Tamura tries to entice him more, but Sachiko is like, save your baby. Leave us alone, demon. Gotta save this fucking baby. And apparently we find out that Tamura gave his soul up for something. And now he's like, has to pay in pain or something. Right. That he wasn't Satan. We thought he was Satan yeah, the whole time. Or some sort of demon or something. Right. He was a demon, but just not the demon. The demon. Yeah. A demon. He was like a human demon. There's this whole weird section where, like, Shiro finds his baby, and it's on this spinning wheel 
up and down. That 10 minute scene where it's like the baby's on one side of the wheel. Yeah, it was annoying, dude. And he's like s- slow-mo crawling. Yeah, like, like he gets on the wheel halfway. The wheel's spinning around and he decides to get on the literal opposite side of the wheel to get the baby and try to crawl around the wheel while it's spinning. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, wait till it spins around and grab the baby off of it. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's like one of those old ladies that gets hooked to the fucking wheel of fortune or not, not the wheel the the fucking come on down. What's that one done? You know where they do the the the, the price we- is right. Yeah, they do the price is right. Yeah. Wheel. Yeah. She gets like hooked to it because it's sitting up like the price is right. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Anyway, so everything's it's like it's like he finally gets the baby and then suddenly everything stops and it flashes back to the real world. And you see like everyone right before, like everyone dies because literally everybody dies. They like the some fishermen's like picking up fish in the river and they're all dead fish and they're rotten and they're bad. And he's like picks them up anyway because they hate old people. So they feed it to the old people anyway. And you know, they, capitalism. Right. But then some of the rich people, the like elitists eat it too because they think it's funny and they're drunk. And so like everybody gets poisoned by drunk. Like the the drunk man who got hit by the car by Tamura and Shiro, she comes and like poisons the whole family while the old people are getting poisoned by the fish and die. Like like literally everybody dies. Yeah, everybody's just dying. But it shows them all dead on the floor, and then we see Yukiko and Shichiko stand next to each other in heaven. So somehow, whatever Shiro did by saving the baby, he saved the lives of Yukiko. Yokiko and Shachiko, his sister. But not the baby. But not the baby and him, I guess. I, I don't really know. It seemed like they went to heaven, but we didn't see what happened to Shiro and yeah, the baby. Yeah, they were just holding umbrellas. <laughs> right. Maybe he, like, sacrificed the baby in hell, and then they gave up. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he put it on a kebab. <laughs> little pieces of its little rubbery arms. And <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's terrible. Anyway, so yeah, that's the end of the movie. Um, it was cool. I mean, I I actually kind of liked it. I mean, it wasn't like my favorite movie I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it right. more than I thought I was going to. Right. Uh, we do have another movie to talk about, and that is Japanese Hell, which I did the work on. Japanese Hell came out in 1999. 16-year-old Rika wants to leave a murderous cult, but she's sent to hell where she meets demons and souls who have been committed by to heinous and outrageous crimes. And she's sent there by the queen of hell, Enma. Queen Emma. Enma. Enma. Enma, yeah. Uh, their Enma is like the king of hell, but then there's Ms. En- Enma in this movie, which is a little different than the other one. They did have the king of hell in Jagoku, which was like this just looking boar looking dude. Which really look like like the Japanese artwork, like mm-hmm. the old ones. Yeah, the they demons. they tried to be exactly like the artwork, actually. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so the director and writer of this movie is Teruo Ishii, which was, this was their second to last film that they ever did. They also did movies like Female Yakuza Tale, The Hitman, Violent Warrior, Invaders from Space, which was a big popular TV movie, The Great Villain Strategy, and literally like a lot of fucking directorial movies mm-hmm. that he did all the way back to 1957. So he 
passed away shortly out, I guess, uh, after this, after these movies came out. Mm -hmm. So this is like why he wanted to do another artsy piece, I guess. Mm -hmm. Some of the stars in the movie, this was a very difficult one to get the stars in. So I just picked two. They didn't have one of the other main stars in it. At least it didn't say their name. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. But we have Michiko Maida, who plays the Queen of Hell, Enma. She was in Bullet Train, the 1975 movie. Not the new one with Brad Pitt. Oh, I want to see that. Uh, Common Rider version three from 1973. This actually, this film in particular, actually marked the return of, of her 1956 symbol. She she had an unofficial exile from the Japanese film industry for over four decades wow. before this. So mm. this was like her big return. Uh-huh. Um, we also have Kanaku Sato, who plays Rika, the little girl. She was in the City of Lost Souls. That's that Miki film that not many people talk about. She was also in Kyoko versus Yuki, Sex Friend, Nura Zakari, and Noriko's Dinner Table, which is kind of popular, I guess. Um, there was other people in it, but they didn't really recognize the names in the movie. And this one's like really fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. So it's a little harder to come across with some of the names. <sighs> That's pretty much all I could find out about this one. There wasn't really a whole lot about it. Christina, what did you think of Japanese hell? So I don't really think this movie was much about hell and more about a cult. It followed this all the same beats of every single cult you could think of. Heaven's Gate, Scientology, like all of them. It, it was like every single cult where they worship this guy this leader this spiritual guru not a lot's and changed with cults either no but, you it's, it's like the same beat the same mo you know even with the nexium cult right like well not just the nexium cults but like other cults that some people don't realize are cults yeah we were just like holy yeah, shit like literally this exactly. is exactly this is like even like mlms mlms right. are culty too right a lot anyway of shady shit yeah but that really was the bulk of this movie now the all the hell stuff when they do get into the hell stuff it is gross and it's gory i do like how uh when they torture someone and they pull apart limbs and stuff yeah there's like, a lot of practical it it they it comes back together the body comes back together so right. they can like do it again because like that's the whole purpose of hell right right well, even yeah. though again i still don't understand how you could feel anything since you're dead so what are you screaming about but anyway <laughs> Well, obviously, pain exists in hell. Well, that's stupid. No, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. Hellraiser. It. They they made a whole fucking religion out of it. Yeah. Um. The yes, like you said, the practical effects are really good in this one. It, it's kind of funny though. But for 1999, I mean, it was a little on the cheap side. It should have been better. <laughs> but I mean, it will suffice. <laughs> okay. You know, I was just thinking about the date, and I I was just like, Did you like the practical effects in this? Yeah, I did. Because okay. I like I like mushy faces. You know, even though you well, actually that... the the resemblance of the heads and stuff and the fake heads, uh, they did really good. I thought. Oh, creature wise, yeah, yeah creature wise, it was really good. But I did not enjoy the many rape scenes. Right. That was gross. Hey, called is as a call does. <laughs> I'm just um, saying that's like, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a part of it. 
I didn't think of it as like a movie in that sense because like the the movie is like telling you book beat for beat what a fucking cult does. Right. So it, yeah, all, it really it, was. It really didn't even feel like a movie at some points. It was just like here's what they do. Yep. It was almost yep. like a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost. Like like a reenacted documentary almost. Right. It really was. Right. But I gave it a five out of ten. I glad I, I'm glad I saw it. But again, the it was all over the place again. Yeah, this is we're pretty in lockstep here with the same thing. I gave it a yeah. five out of ten did too. You, did you? Oh, maybe even less. Maybe a four point five because oh, wow. it is a little hard to watch. Yeah, it's hard to watch. It's it's not easy, guys. Like I like this because I was lured into it by some of the practical effects that are really good in this film. They're like, they have like these creature effects, these suits that people wear that get diced and sliced by the end of the movie. You got like some, you know, hellacious scenes where they like actually like kill people and do some fucked up shit, like pull out their tongues and rip off their limbs. And, you know, like she said, they put them back because they're going to redo it again. And it's interesting that way, but I don't know. It just didn't, uh, it didn't exactly work for me. A hundred percent. It just kind of came out as an average film. I was expecting this movie to be better than the Jogoku because it's more current, but it is a little bit more bizarre. It's done in such a way that this girl is like, you don't even know who she is or why she is. So they tell this one story off the bat in the beginning. And Which then it makes they, no goddamn sense. Yeah, I was like, is this in the anthology? I thought it was an anthology at first. Yeah. And they were going to tell stories of different people that were going to hell, which would have made sense. Right. Um, but no, they like tell the story of this girl and like where she came up before her, during and after. Yeah. And then you, you understand that, oh, she's a part of the cult, like midway right. through the movie. Right. Like you realize they, they explain the cult and like everything that they're doing, all the shady business that they're doing. And it really does. You will make some parallels while watching this movie. There's no way you can. Oh, yeah. You can't. With Jonestown, just, Heaven's Gate. I don't just mean that. I mean, like even politically, like it's just sounds right. yeah. like some of the stuff that you're going to see in this movie. Oh, that's right. That, okay. was, I was like, it was like, it was too uncanny. Yeah. And then it gets into some of that Nexium stuff. And then it gets into that, like, uh, Scientology. Yeah, and... Scientology, for sure. It's so weird. It's But so it's, weird. like, it's pretty interesting in that regard. So, like, I don't hate it. Um, it's definitely somewhere around average. It's just not the movie. It's very jumbled. And there is a lot of weird shit that's going on. There's, like, this blind cult member who's, like, raping people all the fucking time because, of course, he's a cult leader. So that's what cult leaders do mm. is they get their jo- their rocks off and then blend it into their fucking weird religion and then turn it and bastardize it. This is what God wants. Right. And while all of this is going on, there's, like, weird scenes, like, where they have, like, some of the cult members. They're like, I joined a cult, and I shouldn't have. It's a bad cult. It's a bad (laughs) cult because I don't have any money anymore because I gave it all up for this religion. And they they show her laying in bed with, like, cockroaches all over her. (laughs) I was like, what in the ever-living fuck is going on here? It does get kind of cool when they go to hell by the end of the movie, which you're just like, oh, thank God. Can we just time? Yeah, Yeah, because the cult section is way too long, way too many side stories going on, way too many of the like characters. Yeah, too many many characters, like too much bullshit going on. It's just too much. Um, It it would have been a better TV show than it would have been a movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they they go into this and they they. They explain all the different aspects of like being in a cult. They talk about how the cult like 
like gases people in the name of their religion and stuff and then blames it on other people and it was a very politically charged kind of movie in a way and then by the end you get to see all the graphic you know gory bits but it's kind of like too little too late you know mm-hmm. like you do get to see a couple of demons early on in the movie that's cool but it really isn't all that great it's just like eh and then you kind of like see the politics of hell. There was like even like this obligatory man that shows up in the middle of hell and starts killing everything. And you're just like, why? Like, it doesn't explain it, but it's interesting. I don't know. It was like, I guess it's like part of this character from their lore in Japan, maybe. That That's what it sounded it like. It seemed like to yeah. me, and I can't think of They're his name. They're just trying to fit it in. Yeah, because there's in. other movies I've seen that are like manga based and everything based off that character alone. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. The Wanderer. Is that, yeah, they call him the Wanderer, but he was also, uh, there's like a lot of famous swordsmen that went to hell and stuff like that or rode the line between hell and and. You know, being what do they human. Bore, what do they get bored with heaven? So they're just like, oh, I'm going no, to hell. And it's just a mythic story. It's just, it's just a mythic story. So they just like have these stories about this stuff. Like there's like famous swordsmen that that were riding that line pretty hard mm-hmm. because they kill people. Like they're, they're going to go to hell, right? Right. You can't like kill people and then just go to heaven. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, but anyway, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It's a little too artsy at times for me. A little too boring a lot of the times, um, but it does have some cool stuff in it. If you are looking for some like practical effects and stuff and just weird shit, like some of the practical effects designs when these people get tortured in hell is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like it's worth just watching them alone rather than watching the whole movie. Yeah. You know, and this so that's cool. why I say it could be like a four point five because it's like I could have done without seeing the whole movie. And right. just seen the cool parts obligatory wise, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Right. Because the story is better in Jigoku, whereas this one just has cooler practical effects. That's right. It. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. So, okay. So you had five, I had a four point five maybe. So, so four point seven five. Just below average. It is definitely it's a Tokyo shock release too. I bought on a whim because I saw that that part because I'm oh always, shit a shock release oh I better get this well I'm always looking up bizarre fucking Japanese yeah. films or you know Chinese films or Hong Kong films or whatever it is films and I'm like always on the lookout and sometimes you, you roll the dice and you get something that's really good and sometimes you don't mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even about the whole movie as a whole it's just those specific moments in the movie that you see that you're like oh mm-hmm. I remember that that's just weird I want to have that right it's like, I want to own that memory. You know what I mean? Just because it's weird. Okay. But yeah, I, I've seen shorts that are better than this. Uh, you know, we watched shorts last week that I thought were better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really that great. Um, but, you know, like I said, if you like weird shit, maybe you'll be into it. But we do have a little tiny, I think we have a tiny bit of trivia, but mostly just scenes. Uh, yeah, I think it's just scenes uh, to talk about in this movie. But if you don't want anything spoiled, you can buy the movie for like 10 bucks on Amazon right now. Have fun. Yeah, good luck finding it. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a copy pops up every once in a while. I bought it on eBay for like 10 bucks plus $3 shipping. Mm-hmm. And then like, actually, I bought it for $8 and it was like $5 shipping. And then uh. so it was like $13 total. And then they had another copy pop up on Amazon a couple of weeks later. So 
you know, if you're interested and you want to check it out, there is a short segment online. I'll post a link to it or just put it in a like a TikTok video or something like that. If you guys want to follow us, by the way, we are BTV cast at BTV cast on TikTok. We do a couple things there. Just random. Alice is funny. I don't know about that, but (laughs) (laughs) I just do weird shit on there. It's not always a horror theme, but it kind of is geared towards that. It's kind of like the side fodder that happens in between or something that happens in an episode we'll talk about in there or right. some video that came out or just my thoughts. So if you want to check it out, you can. But yeah. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So right off the bat, the girl goes like it's like right off the bat. Like she's yeah. there's this girl that she's in a park and then like the queen of hell like just approaches her in her human form. And she's just like, hey, I'm going to we're going to take you to hell. And she's like, well, why are you going to take me to hell? She's like, well, because I'm going to show you what hell's like. You know, you'll be one of the people, one of the, you're the chosen one. And she's like, well, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to die. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to make you die. <laughs> we're just going to send you on a round trip. Free trip to hell. You Whee! Know? And then you're going to come back and tell everybody what it was like. And it's like, oh, OK. And she's like, sure, let's go. <laughs> And then her assistant's like, let me take her, you know? And so they get on this boat and they go to the the uh, the river Sanzu, which is, they say in the movie, pus. Yeah, the pus. It's the pus of, like, decayed corpses. It's like, okay. It's like, and, and that's what they make people drink when they're thirsty down there, by the way. Oh, are you thirsty? Here oh, here, some have pus. some pus. Drink that. Have as much as you like. That's what they said. Um, but anyway, when they go, she's like, "Ooh, it's hot. The winds are hot. And she's, and I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, you're going to fucking hell. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be too cold? <laughs> I mean, yeah. In, in certain lore, there are cold parts of hell and then there are warm parts of hell, by the way. I would be said to the cold part, I'm sure, because we already right. live in the hot. Both part. would be terrible. I'm sure it's hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> She's like, I'm going sledding. I know. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll learn to ice skate. It'll be like Christmas. Like, and I've never had Christmas in hell. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but they take the boat and then they say, she's like, oh, yes, that's the winds of hell from the gates of hell. And it's a vagina. Yeah, it was a giant. It was a giant vagina, pussy. A, vag, a vagina dentata. It had little teeth. The the clitoris was like a fucking like golden like ruby or something like that. I don't remember. It was like a stone. It was weird. And then its lips opened up and they go inside. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because uh, I'm eight years old. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So when they get there and then. The first story you're going to say, right? Yep. Oh, go ahead. So when they get there, they're like, well, we're going to tell you a story about a guy who would lure in little girls and kill them, kill them. So like for 20 minutes or 15, 20 minutes, they they like flashback and they show how this kid lured these girls, these little girls in and killed them. And it, it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was just um, kind of like obligatory. They didn't show anything. Thank oh, God. No. Oh, thank God. But it was just like creepy. The guy was he just picked creepy. up like five kids on the side of the street, and then like one of the girls was like, "Ooh, you have a fucking weird hand," <laughs> and then he was like, "How dare she?" 
And so he like chops her up into pieces <laughs> because he's embarrassed of his weird gimpy hands or whatever, yeah. you know? And like, and then like, it was, what I did like about that though, is it was kind of interesting how in hell they were trying to decipher why he was evil and like how he was trying to use his gimpy hands as an excuse as to why to he's pe- like killing kill. kids yeah. because he feels like he's been mistreated by life. And so this makes it okay. But that's just what he told himself, right? Right. To like, uh, to make it okay. But it's not okay, clearly. But I just thought that was kind of interesting how that layered thought process was and how they were like, yeah, that's, that's a lie you told yourself in the real world. This is hell and no lie can get past us. Oh, do you think so? Do you think it was setting it up because of the cult leader and the like people in the cult and they were justifying? Right. Okay. The lies on earth go are just as bad. Like you can't lie to Satan or God. In other words, you know, you can't lie. How do you know? That's what Maybe. they were saying in the movie. Oh, <laughs> what do you well, mean? How do I know? How that's, do you know? How they, that's how I know. But that's dumb. How do you like that's stupid? It's because <laughs> I've been to hell, Christina. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not a fucking priest. I'm not Constantine. Like, what the fuck? Silly. It's all silly. <laughs> Makes no I, I just so. thought it was kind of interesting how they kind of explained that, though. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense, but it still didn't need to be in the, this movie. Yeah? Yeah, they should have just straight up just like started it with the girl and then went to the cult stuff and been like oh hey she was in this cult it is a little weird like this guy was blind I think oh the guru yes what are they called Shinshiro I don't know because it seemed like he was faking it oh yeah 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 that's what it did seem like to me too but I don't think he was and it was really uncomfortable when there was like a lot of sex scenes with that yeah ugh. ugh like in yes. general, like, I don't Bring know what it is. Bring in the 14-year-old. Japanese <laughs> sex always seems like rape anyway. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. no offense. Like, I'm not trying to be... Like, I just... Every movie I've ever seen, it just looks uncomfortable for the girl and the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I guess if you guys know any good Japanese porn out there, just let me know. <laughs> Maybe I just haven't seen the lovey kind. I I, I don't know. But yeah, most movies it's, it just looks like some like like everybody's in pain. Like and it doesn't not it just is a little unsettling to me. And maybe I've seen way too much Japanese and like like these movies that always do a lot of like rapey stuff and so it kind of like rekindles that sort of like <laughs> Oh. You know what I mean? Like no. cuz it's very pro- prominent in a lot of these types of movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed like in a lot of like Hong Kong or Japanese or like it's in a lot of those movies, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's not like watching Irreversible, but it's just you know that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this they have it in this movie a lot, so if that like turns you off, I can totally understand you not wanting to watch it. It's not that bad. It's more of like a culty, uncomfortable bullshit. They don't really show. They don't really show much, really. Right? Yeah, they do. Do they? I don't remember. I, I just remember them being under blankets and stuff. There's a lot of breasts in this movie. Yeah. But other than that. So you sure sure do you have a lot to say about that, huh? Not much. You're not going to help me out here at all, are you, Christina? <laughs> Sorry. Just going to let me dig my own hole and bury myself. There you go. In the weird awkwardness that I've created here. Okay. So thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for being my wingman, my host. My You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So one of my favorite parts of the movie 
was right right about this time that there was something about the cold and there was like some lawyers or something and they didn't agree with what the the lawyers were they were trying to sue the cult or something I oh don't, they're I don't questioning they were like, the girl over and over and over again at the end of the movie no but so the cult members they they sneak into this this guy's house right because you know uh the guru said to kill him so when they were sneaking into the house Everything was in slow motion, but it wasn't like the camera was in slow motion. <laughs> it was all the actors were acting in slow motion, right? So he's like grabbing, slowly grabbing the guy's throat and then the guy's turning around and like, and then slowly mouthing and um grabbing his wife who's in the bed because, you know, he was in bed with his wife when these, these all these guys came in. And then one of the, the cult guys slowly punches him in the face. <laughs> and, and, like, the best way to describe it, guys, is, like, if you think of little kids fighting in slow motion, like, you know, where they picture themselves in a movie and they're like, and they're like oh, yeah. oh, and yeah, they fall back was- all slow. It's exactly like that. Yeah. And I I was like, holy shit, this is terrible. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, I almost felt like they were supposed to slow it down even more or like, I don't know. Yeah, they were supposed to do something to the film and they just did it. They were just like, hey, we'll just run with this. Yeah, it's it's creative. Ah." So then it cuts to the next scene where they're like beating up the guy and they're playing the Hellraiser music. Right. That's the thing. But by the way... I looked this up, but Kataro was the person who did the music for um, Hellraiser 3. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of trying to see if there was any connection to the music that was in this movie to Kataro, who did the Hellraiser score for part three. Mm -hmm. And because he was Japanese as well. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't I couldn't find anything. But I swear to God, that is music from one of the Hellraiser movies. I just don't know which. Right. And it sounded a little bit more er- later. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the classic original fucking Hellraiser. It was like an offshoot version of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is is uncanny as fuck. I could not find information on this, by the way. Right. I typed in Japanese hell and Hellraiser and went through 20 pages and, and, and nothing. And this was the only part of the movie that it was in. Which is right. weird fucking weird it was really weird it was really strange but hey you know what a segue into next week by the way (laughs) we'll (laughs) we'll we'll tell you about that that later later. yeah uh but yeah that was really weird i couldn't find anything on it though i looked it up in the music and stuff in the in the notes of like who was in like who did the music for this Mm -hmm. and it's almost like they didn't even mention it weird it was almost like they shouldn't have done it Right. Or they pulled a favor and or, right. you know, got away with it kind of thing. And maybe that's why this movie isn't really sold anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tokyo Shock doesn't really sell movies anymore. So right. it's just whatever is left over. And I got a brand new copy that was like unopened. That's crazy. So, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Right. You know, right. it would not surprise me that some there. some small movie use just yank the music yeah and it was like you would think they would use it like throughout but no it was just this one scene yeah and it's it's it's, it's very similar guys like i, I mean like it i was is. like it's the music it, it seems like it is the music but it's it wasn't the like the first or the second one you know like it mm-hmm. seemed like a like a like somebody had messed with it later on and redid it and stuff so mm-hmm. 
But anyway, yeah, if anybody knows anything about that, please let me know. I would love to hear about that. Um, I, I'll still search for it. And if I find something, I'll like post it online or something about it because it's kind of bothering me. And I did do a lot of searching for it. And it's just I can't find anything. <laughs> so somebody's got to know and somebody's going to have to mention it. It's just not a very popular film. Right. So not many people are talking about it. So. Um, what else is there? Another scene that we want to talk about? The tongue scene? Oh, wait, is that when they go into hell? Dude, when they go into hell. <laughs> Everybody goes into hell. They show demons, like, first of all, which is great. There's, like, one that's part horse that looks dope as fuck. And, like, a one that has, like, four-eyed demon face. And they look pretty cool. They, they, uh, they're like actual biblical demons. Right. And they're always constantly talking about like, oh, you're going to feel pain 10,000 times worse than the, the, the people that you tricked. And it's like, and there's this like monster that's wielding an old tree saw that's like the round version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like uh, they cut off this guy's arms and then they saw off his feet. And then his legs, and then his head, and then they put him back together again. Yeah, and well, he magically comes back together. Right. It's great. <laughs> she reassembles him for some repeat fun, and he watches his body come together all slowly, too, which is really cool. Right. Previous to that, they had these guys lined up who were, like, basically, like, some of the cult members, some of the cult guys, and... Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy that got sawed. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'll I'll mention that here next. Some of the cult members who were running things and were killing people and doing the bidding of the the leader, they got their tongues pulled out, Mm -hmm. like stretched out. And they had like a a fake cartoonish mask for each of them. So each of them, like their face, like was like it was really disturbing looking. I don't know how to explain it. It didn't look real at all. But it's cool that they like yanked their tongue out. Like, the way that they did it was really cool. Yeah, it was. It, it was really cool. They go down the line and do that. And then there's, like, yeah, that there was two guys that got their body parts all chopped off, their fingers pulled off. And then the leader of the cult, he gets his skin peeled back. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He gets his skin peeled back. Mm-hmm. And then his face ripped off. And it's, like, the worst-looking skeletal... <laughs> <laughs> But it's still kind of cool. Like, it and then, lo- did they put it back on? Yeah, they because they kept ripping it off. Yeah. that's what the, his his the lo- whole thing was. Yeah, that was his punishment in hell. It was like to get his flesh ripped off the whole time. So <laughs> there was a scene in the movie also before they go to hell where they talk about selling the uh, leader, the cult leader's bath water. Oh yeah, when they they go through <clears throat> how, they go through how they make money and they sell his hair. And then the bath water. And then Dude. they also sell these hats, like these little, like these little like, electronic hats that make you feel what the, the gurus. Yeah. It helps you get to the next level. His you know, brain like waves. In, like in Scientology. There's a scene, though, where they're like scooping out of the water out of his bath. Yeah. And it's still the bath water. It is so fucking gross, dude. <laughs> There's like filmy shit that's like on the top of the water. And they're just scooping it up on these in these little jars and then screwing the lid tight. And then they show him combing his hair and he's got lice in it. Yeah. And it was just rice, but it was just the, the most disgusting thing. Well, even when they were l- just laying in bed, they would <laughs> they would glue little fake plastic roaches on the sheets. Right. Which I thought was funny. And there was, al- <laughs> there was always rats running around and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that was so necessary. Like, they were just trying to show them in filth, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. 
But the hair thing really fucking freaked me out, dude. Like, that yeah, was, like, really gross. gross. Like, I've had, you know, dandruff is one thing. But, like, worms in your fucking hair, bro? Like, and, like... Like, lice and stuff? Uh, and they were, like, combing his hair and then, like, picking the worms out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so, like, one of the last plans of the occult uh, was to attack the police with a sarin gas, you know, attack. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. You're going to make Armageddon happen faster. This is great news. We can reach enlightenment sooner. It's like, that's how they reason with it. Yeah, that's how they reason with it in their mind uh, faster. Yeah. So, but they finally catch him and he's like hiding in a duck. They're like, do you smell urine? Because he (laughs) peed himself and he's like hiding in there for so long. Yeah. And he's got like a pile of money in his hands like and they yank him down. And it was that was kind of funny. I'm like, just watch out for the lice, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's when they do the demons with the puppets and then in the tongues and Mm -hmm. things directly after that. Right. And then after that, isn't that where when the wanderer just appears out of nowhere with the sword? They had the hot tub where the people were in the mud. And they had the maggots all over them. They were like little black maggots that had like cartoon, like wide eye cartoons. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like when you right. draw like cartoons have like the big white eyes. Right. These literal fucking fake black maggot like hellworms mm-hmm. that were crawling up into someone's like gooch mm-hmm. and shit. Oh. They had like fucking cartoon eyes. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then it kind of jumps around really quick because you, um, you, there's like a whole court case and everything like that. And Rika stands up and like her friend stands up and they were like, so how do you, what happened with you? And she's like, I don't really remember a lot of it because I tried to block it out because I was being raped so much, you know, and da, 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 da. And they were like, well, what do you think we should do with the, with the leader? And they were like, yeah, just fucking death penalty, man. Like fucking kill him. Well, it wasn't the leader. It wasn't it the the guy who killed the leader, because then they talked to the wife and the wife was like death sentence, death sentence. I don't know. I that's I got confused. I don't know who the guy was, and I don't know. It was the cult leaders who were defending him, so it didn't really make sense. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they were like, he was like, well, do you think that you should make his family suffer because you suffered? Don't you think we should stop the suffering? And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> He's like, so what you're saying is that you like to see him suffer. You want to see him suffer. And she was like, no, I want justice, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but you like suffrage and you want you want him to suffer. Right. Trying to get her to say something that would like convict her to make her like sick minded or whatever. Right. And then everybody stands up and is like, how dare you try to put words in her mouth? She's a victim and you can't say shit like that. And like, and then the next thing you know, it's, it's the queen and Rika back in the park. And she's like, okay, now that you've seen hell and everything that happens to you afterwards, now you must go on and take off your top and go to heaven. Like, it doesn't make any sense because she's supposed to tell everybody what happens. And she puts on the same gown that she did when she was in the cult. Yeah. And then everybody's standing in in like this room and light shines and everybody takes off their top, all of the women, and then they go and ride the comet. Like, I don't really understand. So they just went from one cult to another. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's what they're saying? Yeah. One cult to another. Do you think that's like, this is kind of like a movie that that guy, this guy was saying that he didn't like Buddhism or Christianity. Right. And he was kind of like saying 
like both of them lead to hell. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think? Yeah. Kind of seems that way. Yep. Like he wasn't a real big fan of religion on either side. Right. Like cult wise, obviously, which seems normal. But then, yeah, if she goes into another sort of. Yeah. You can't escape it. She ended up in Heaven's Gate. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're hiding within the corporations you work for. You just can't escape it. (laughs) We're all slaves. (laughs) Jesus. Calm down. I don't know. It was just a really weird end. And you were like, I guess she went to heaven. I I don't (laughs) really know. know. Like I didn't know either. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. know And all of the credits is just them disrobing and then looking up at the light. That's it. Yep. So, oh, I forgot something I did forgot to mention that when you first go to hell and you see all these jerky people that are naked and Uh they're like doing these jerky motions. (laughs) That's right. It's really funny. So if you do watch this movie, look for the people in the background acting out like they're in hell because it's really funny. You can tell they're like theater actors. Right. Exactly. That's totally totally committed. Like they're like totally committed. They're like, yes, I'm doing art. (laughs) They're like voguing in hell. You know, like <laughs> Vogue, come strike, on, strike a pose, strike a pose, <laughs> Vogue, yeah, you don't even come know. on and move to the music. <laughs> is that what it is? Come on, Vogue, almost you're like a note off. Oh, uh, whatever. I mean, but- it's not like I listen to the goddamn song, you know what I mean? I do actually, I, I have a, a wall gallery idea. Based off that song. Wait, wall gallery? Yeah. What do you mean wall gallery? What do yeah. you got a fucking wall of crazy for this shit? Yeah. What? I do. So th- she she has the lyrics in the song where she runs down <gasps> all the old Hollywood actresses. Oh. And I was going to do the pictures right. of each one. She's obsessed with old actresses. I don't know why. I don't either. It's, it's weird. weird. It's really weird. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're obsessed with uh, Baby Jane. What's her name? Uh, Betty. Oh, Joan Crawford right Joan now. Joan Crawford. Who yeah. was not in the song. Betty Davis was. Right. And all the other ones. Well, but Joan Crawford One or the other not. had to be in there because everybody was either a fan of one or the other. No, no, because that was what, the eight, the late 80s? It's because of the, the Mommy Dearest movie. Because, see, see, she was a horrible person and she tarnished her whole legacy because she was a horrible person well it's funny too because madonna's like come back in the news because everybody's like she's a horrible person too well supposedly plus everybody's like making fun of her looks i guess yeah because she they put in too much filler right but anyway well you start to like if you start doing that much surgery and stuff you start to look like an alien gwen stefani have you seen her recently no she looks like an alien now I don't know. They're just overdoing it, and I don't understand why people. Isn't there like a no. point where someone should be like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't do that." Yeah, exactly. I get. Maybe it's like an addictive. You're starting thing. to look like one of those little fucking like like red baby rats. Like, <laughs> so why isn't your face moving? <laughs> do you really think you need some more lip enhancer there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think you should put some fucking lip gloss on because it kind of <laughs> just makes you look like a baby rat that's like screaming for help as it's oh, getting be- swallowed. We're being mean. If I'm you, not talking about anybody in particular. You, I know. I'm, if people want to do that, that's fine. I mean, I'm saying, not, like, just fucking all that stuff. Like, uh, no, it's 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 just what's in right now, you know? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm not. That's how people want to look. I'd rather sag so, than look like that. But you know what? I can't. You know what? I don't understand. Mm. I These eyelashes. 
like these ginormous eyelashes. I'm I remember like okay now I'm just old, but when I was younger, you only wore wore eyelashes like for a special occasion or like an event or something. But no, it's like these big I have no ass idea what you're talking about. eyelashes all the fucking time. Christina, you're freaking me out. I'm not into that stuff. I don't know. I know. I know. We just, <laughs> it's good. It's good for me. I put on clothes and I wake up and I. that's it. You know, I mean, what do you want? I know. Well, I stopped. People get mad at me because I stopped dyeing my hair. I let my gray oh. grow out. Well, people and people didn't get even, upset about people that. People didn't even recognize me when I didn't have my mohawk up. Right. They, they literally, I could go to a Who club, I'd have my mohawk up, everyone would talk to me. Right. I would come with a hat, nobody would recognize nobody, me. Yeah, nobody knows. They'd be like, Who are you? Like, literally. Right, right. And I'm like, Are you joking? It's me. It's Alex, you know? They're like, Yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> anyway. That was old days. Now I'm bald as shit. Like, I'm just like, My hair's falling out, my asshole's falling out. Like,. <laughs> Everything's falling out. <laughs> I drag a sack behind me when I. Ew! Stop. It's just a bag full of pinky mice. <laughs> That's what I meant by the fucking face stuff. Is like, like pinky, pinky, pinky rats. You know, like the little no. baby, because their faces are all like distorted and smashed. Talking I'm talking about. about for the fucking the surgical procedures on the faces and stuff like their faces look like stretched out anyway anyway so <laughs> so we have Voidtober yes Voidtober is going to be next month guys so that's uh, it's spooky that's, season yeah we, we try to pick movies that are a little bit more popular a little bit more like that we want to see kind of things um, on Voidtober so it's just like hand selected movies that we like versus finding new ones that we have never seen before and what have you been wanting to see for next week well, next week we're going to watch Hellraiser 1 and 2 because we got the new Hellraiser coming out on Hulu. Which... If you want to hear Alex's thoughts about that, you should go to YouTube. Oh, man. Yeah, I did a whole video on that, but I'm really super excited about that. So I figured, you know, hey, we were going to watch two other movies, but I don't know. It just kind of... He wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in the mood for those, and we'd written them down like months ago. Uh, so we changed it to Hellraiser 1 and 2, which we have done on the podcast before, but I think it'll be good to talk about. And then I'll do a YouTube video that's spoiler free about the movie. And then, yeah, so it'll be fun to do that. I, I want to watch those two movies because if you notice and you've watched the trailer, it seems like they're combining one and two, one and two together in some way because okay. they show a lot of Leviathan and they show a lot of like hell and it seems like it, they're kind of giving you the best of both worlds out of the on the new movie. So we can compare that. Right. That so that's then. why I think it's important that we watch both one and two to try to kind of like just make our own comparisons and just get a vibe for it and see what it's like so that we can make those comparisons, you know, I don't know, see what it's like. So makes sense. But yeah. So I hope you guys will watch those with us. I'm sure you can find them pretty much anywhere you look. If you don't already own them, I'm sure you can find Hellraiser 1 and 2. There's the director's cut that I prefer for the sequel, um, which is the longer version. I like that because it just has more crazy shit in it. Um, but yeah, 
We're going to watch both of those, talk about them. We got a whole trailer that I'm going to be working on this week. <laughs> so by the end of the month, uh, you guys will have a trailer that will explain everything that we're going to be doing for Halloween, for October, Voidtober. We're going to do a giveaway. We're also going to do like a movie watching party. Like we're going to do a bunch of stuff. So you definitely want to keep an eye out on your social media. So whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, like Instagram, TikTok, wherever, please join us. I'm going to be doing some live streaming for video games, like horror games that we are going to play that'll scare me, which is a lot of fun too. So I hope you guys will join us on Twitch for that. We may even do a live stream on YouTube as well. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great Halloween. I'm excited for it. I think I'm just tired of everything in the world right now. And it's Burn time. it all down. Yeah, exactly. We need to decorate this house. We need to get fucking suited up with like outfits and shit. And I need to piss. So everybody, <laughs> I will see you next week. <laughs> and as always. Long live the void.